Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, I have a special guest with me, none other than Dan Wheeler from the Fence Industry Podcast. How's it going, Dan? It's good, Naylor. How are you, man? I'm doing good, doing good. It's we're starting to approach the dog days of summer, I guess is what what this how the saying goes. I don't remember, recall calling it that ever until recently. I've been hearing that a lot on social media, the dog days of summer, but I, I just remember it always being hot. Uh, yeah. 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 How, how, how about you? Is it is it uh, starting to get hot? Where 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 are you again? You're uh, Iowa or by Iowa? Yeah, so I'm right on that Iowa-Illinois border. So if you leave Chicago, just go straight west to the Mississippi. Uh, I'm right on the river, literally. Like, we we hop the river every single day working in Iowa and Illinois. So, yep, that's so northern Illinois, technically. So. Yeah. So is it? I'm sure it's got to be getting hot by now there, too, right? Pretty much the whole country starting oh, to get yeah. warm. Yeah, you know, you get those humid days and uh, – um, you know, then you got a cool day, humid day, but then you get those storms in between when those two clash. Um, so yeah, we're about a month out of that crazy humidity where we get, uh, um, you know, just, ugh, you know, just it's sticky and it's hard to, to breathe and all that. So I'm not looking forward to that, but I'll take what we have right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Same, same thing with us. It's, it's kind of up and down, up and down. Um, last week we had like several, like 90 plus with heat index over a hundred degree days and it was brutal. And we're like, Oh man, here we go. This is just a taste of what it's going to be. And, uh, and then this week it's just been like in the eighties and we're like, Oh man, it's like so much, such a big difference. Just 10, 15 degrees, you know, like, huge mm-hmm. difference. So we'll, we'll, we'll take, we'll take what we can get, but we know it's only a matter of time and, you know, we just gotta, gotta get re reacclimated to it. Right. And make sure we stay hydrated and shade and protect our skin from the sun and all that stuff. I'm sure you guys do all that kind of stuff too, right? Oh yeah. We, uh, um, most of my guys love the heat though. You know, it really doesn't affect them. They like, uh, they, you know, we enjoy being outside and, and the heat's just one of those things. And yeah, we take plenty of breaks, tons of cold liquid, um, if you, if you stay ahead of it, typically it doesn't really, um, you can't feel it as bad, but you definitely got to stay ahead of it. You can't be reactive to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I feel like, you know, um, you, you're, you're in the fence industry and we'll, we'll, I'll give you uh, some time to tell everyone all about that, but it seems like, you know, you guys have a lot of commonalities you know the fence industry with lawn and landscape and and that's probably why we've all kind of connect connected a lot on social media and, and podcasting and things like that because while you might be digging holes and setting posts and we're could still be digging holes right but not not for posts mm-hmm. just for plants and bushes and things and you know we're cutting grass and all that it, it's still we're working outside and there's a lot of similarities and you know whether it be with staffing um you know the sometimes different types of equipment that we use is very similar you know uh like like dingoes and you know things to dig ditches and things like that that so i feel like there's a lot, a lot of commonalities there and and that's probably why we've we've connected a lot uh recently uh, on social media and and like I said, the podcast. So um, why don't you just give everyone a, a little backstory about who you are and, and what you do and your business and, and then, you know, how that, how you got into podcasting. Yeah. Well, first, Naylor, thank you for having me on. Um, I've listened to your podcast every single week. Um, you're definitely one of my top listens. Um, so to be on yours, it's awesome. Um, I never thought I'd be at this stage. I remember 
prior to even having a podcast, listening to you uh, and Paul and Brian and, and Stan, um, you know, just, you know how it is, you know, when, you know, every Thursday, Naylor's dropping an episode or, or whatever it may be Monday through Friday for, for Paul, like I'm just <laughs> fighting at the pit. What, you know, in those business ones that I can kind of relate to, because like you said earlier, dude, like I can relate to everything that you guys are going through and you guys can relate to everything I'm going through. Cause you know, um, we kind of cross pollinate a lot with a lot of stuff, even though we're two different trades, it's so much, so many, uh, similarities. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I am part of a, a second generation fence business out of Fulton, Illinois. Um, we have been in business 38 years this year. My dad started in 1985. Um, and he did fencing for many years prior to that. So he's been in the fence world for a long, long time. Um, and we were a smaller fence company. We, we have fluctuated over the years. Um, and right now we run about seven guys, two crews, two and a half crews ish, depending on, uh, labor, um, uh, which is, um, actually it's kind of, uh, on the upside for us because I got some high schoolers coming, um, back to work and some college guys coming back. Um, so right now we're, we're sitting really well where we're at, um, I'd like to grow. Yes. But right now we're, we're comfortable and who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of years. We don't want to kind of hang ourselves off to dry there. Yeah. Um, but that kind of all, so I, to be honest, neither I've never really had social media up until, I don't know, maybe three years ago, four years ago, it's been. And I just kind of watching some YouTube videos and, um, cause I wanted to, to add on to our shop actually, the post frame building. And I found Kyle Stuppenhorst with RR buildings. who's like, a legend in the YouTube world. Um, and he's actually local to me. So like I was watching his stuff to kind of learn some tips and tricks on how to do it. And then I found Stan dirt monkey. Cause you know how, um, they kind of like put some videos that you may also like. Yeah. And the you know, so I found those. Yeah. Yep. And so I found those and I love the business side of things because that's when I started turning that curve nailer. Um, and then I kind of found Brian stuff. And I love his kind of real talk in your face stuff. I, I really like that. Um, and then he started talking about this podcast thing. I'm like, what in the world is a podcast? Like I, Naylor, I had to Google it. Like I didn't, I'm not <laughs> at that time. I didn't even have Instagram. You're like, I don't know what this stuff is. I'm like a nerd. Wow. Um, and then, you know, so then I got Instagram cause everyone kept talking about these stories. I'm like, what's a story. <laughs> and then come to find out, you know, I Googled it, found out what it was like, well, I got to get Instagram. I want to see these, what everyone's doing. Like, right now like yeah they're posting as they're working and i thought that was so cool um and then you know instagram i got into that and i really got into listening to podcasts one winter um it was dead of winter nailer it was like negative 20 degrees and everyone was talking about these podcasts i started listening to paul's and instantly hooked instantly hmm. hooked i just could not get enough and then i'm of course you know i started searching for fence podcasts and there's just nothing out there and um, we're just behind times in the fence industry. We're turning the curve. We're we're getting there. Um, so I, I kind of reached out to a couple of my fence buddies on Instagram and I'm like, what do you think if I started a, a fence podcast? And they're like, you better do it, dude. And I'm like, okay. You know, then I reached out to um, kind of like Paul and Mitch producer and Mitch producer has literally babied me through <laughs> the podcast where I got it down now, Naylor, but like, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I had to Google <laughs> Yeah, like he's probably like shaking his head right now. He's like, "You have I have no idea what it takes to get Dan Wheeler to get a podcast out." But um, yeah, it's just kind of 
you know, it's kind of taken off. Now I got two other buddies that do a, a podcast, Mission Producers Producing, and we got another um, social media guy who was big into YouTube and kind of like Andy Mulder. He has a, um, a live on Saturday from 10 to 1, I think it is, and he now is converting that to a podcast. So there's more meat on the bone for um, us fence guys to get us through the week to listen to, um, you know, just talking fence, talking shop, talking business talking whatever, you know, in the fence world, just like you guys do. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're following in your guys' footsteps and definitely appreciate you guys kind of just, just setting the tone for um, industry podcasts and just social media in general um, for the trades. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I know you've said this in the past, um, however many years it was that you think we're, you're behind the green industry, you know, because we're, we're doing things that, you guys are, you know, wanting to do now, but we, we were, we were in your shoes a while back. Like when, when I started YouTube, you know, and I stumbled upon the first early few folks that were doing it, some of them are still doing it like Spencer's lawn care and some of them aren't. And they just went on to other things. And then you got all the pe different waves of new people like the Brian's lawn maintenance and the Stanley, you know, all, all those guys uh, came in a few years into it. But in the early, early days, eight years ago it was, I mean, it, there was, there's only a, a few guys making YouTube videos regularly about lawn care and landscaping. And it just kind of seemed silly. I mean, not to me, but like to any, 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 anyone in the public, like it was just like, what, what, what's going on? Like, I don't, I don't even think YouTube was even as big as it is now. Surprising. Like eight, eight years ago, I feel like vlogging wasn't even as big of a thing eight years ago as, as it is, you know, now it only took a couple of years, I think for that to really catch on. But in our industry, it was still slow going and, you know, we'd be trying to go to our dealerships and do stuff. And they thought we were weirdos and, you know, we'd just be doing our <laughs> own things without, with, you know, like with ourselves, you know what I mean? Like uh, if we had a crew, you know, whatever, and we might have them on, on the videos, but typically there's just a lot of solo guys just making content about their day and problems and equipment reviews and, you know, purchases and trucks and trailers and setups and customer issues and all that business talk. And that's kind of where it all started. And the industry was just so, so like ancient, you know, like all the old timers mm -hmm. that like built this industry on, on their backs, like what, back in the seventies or eight and eighties and stuff, you know, they're all getting ready to retire now. And they're all like, we don't need, what is that? What is this Facebook? What is this social media? We don't need all that nonsense. Like they just know about websites and old school marketing and advertising and that's it. And they got million dollar, you know, companies, they don't need to fiddle around with all that other stuff. And I can understand that and appreciate that, but you know, don't, don't, don't hate on, on, on the young guys. I mean, that's, that's the future of, of the industry. And, and now, you know, you go to the biggest trade show in our industry that the GIE, which is now called equip expo. And it's, it's a total shift from eight years ago to like, uh, I don't know, I'd say maybe now four years ago, cause COVID kind of messed things up for a year there, but like 2019 was the last show was the last everything before things kind of got all out of whack. And so from, from eight years from net from this is 2022 so eight years prior to 2019 so however many years that took right like five years i guess in five years it was a complete 180 and now there's like everyone you know we went from like getting like shunned to going uh it, we were at the expo with our cameras the first couple of years and people were like putting their hands in front of our cameras and telling them the telling us to get out of the the booths and then they're and now you know then 2019 they're like 
paying us to, 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 can you please make a video about this new product in our booth? And, and kids are bringing their dads, not dads bringing their kids, kids bringing their dads to the expo so that they can see all the cool equipment that they want to use for their business, their budding neighborhood lawn care business. You know, um, some kids don't even know how to drive yet. And the parents are driving around and they're, they're like legit trying to start their business and they're watching B&B lawn care and Brian's lawn maintenance. And they're just super pumped and they want to grow up and be like those guys. And then they want to meet those guys at the expo and get pictures. And it's just wild how, what, what a complete flip it's been. But I say all that just to say, I, I feel like you've said this before that that's where you want to see the fence industry get to. And you guys are a little bit behind, but that, that that's where we were too once upon a time. So it's only inevitable. And it's interesting that all these different trades seem to be behind like the rest of the world. You know, there's so many other like fishing and all these things that have been like on it for forever. It seems like, you know, they've all, they've always been about social media and marketing and influencer marketing and all that stuff. And these like the crafts or trades or whatever, we've just been really behind the eight ball. So I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what are your goals like with, with all that? Like what, I mean, I know you said how you kind of stumbled upon all of, all of us making that content, but what made you really want to start doing it yourself? Um, so I had a, a lot of, um, through Instagram, I guess, you know, I don't have a huge Instagram following, but, um, the way I do things, the way we do things, um, are a lot different. It, it just, you know, region to region, you know, everybody, there's a, a thousand ways to skin a cat. Um, and the way we do things is kind of interesting to, to the guys that do the completely the complete opposite. And in the fence world, there's actually like a big, like uproar on how you set posts. Like when you do it dry or you do it wet and blah, blah, blah. But that's another story. But, um, <laughs> so a lot of guys asked a lot of questions on, they were messaging me like, you know, why do you do that? And how do you do that? And, um, like, what's your process with this? And to me, it's second nature. You know, I was born and raised in the fence world. Um, I personally love striving for, um, you know, I, I don't want to throw out words like perfection and excellence, but efficiency. I want to get more done in a day, um, faster, with higher quality. Like, that is my ultimate goal. So that's what I'm always striving for. With that came a lot of questions. And I just kind of felt it was, I was super nervous, Nate. I'll be completely honest. Like, you know, who am I? I'm Dan Wheeler. I'm in a uh, family owned fence company. We're a itty bitty company. I've met guys with 75 uh, employees and 150 employees. We have like seven, um, you know, who am I? But I, you know, I went out there on a limb and um, just to kind of offer what I have to give the fence community, the fence fam, as we say, um, you know, this is how I do things. This is why I do things. And I bring on guys that I find super interesting that are doing things even more different or better or whatever, or younger that are looking for um, advice. I'd, bring, I'd love to bring on those young guys that are like, um, you know, that they're new in business and, you know, they're looking for any bit of knowledge. And, you know, I just like listening to their story because, you know, you can kind of put yourself in their shoes, you know, so many years ago, like, Oh, I remember doing that. I remember doing that. And now these guys are just leapfrogging, you know, five and 10 and 15 years. And it's an obligation, Naylor. I, I said this on uh, Jeremiah's podcast, like it's an obligation that I was blessed to have the skills and ability um, and come from this family business where, you know, my dad has just grown this company where we're just, you know, we are the company um, to call for offense in our, 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 you know, area that we service. Like we are that company. Yeah. Um, so I feel 
you know, I feel obligated to, Hey, you're doing this wrong. This is how you should do it. Or this is my opinion. Like, trust me, like you got to do it like this. or You got to use this material, not this material, this tool, you got to buy, invest a little bit of money. Um, you know, I just felt that obligation where I could save people time, energy, and money. Like, why wouldn't I um, offer, you know, to help someone that, you know, I can shave an hour off their day or two hours off their day or, or whatever, just, you know, some labor, some physical labor out of their day, um, doing something just a little bit different, a little bit more simple. Um, you know, I just felt like that it was my obligation and, um, that's kind of where I went with it. And that's, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's, that's great, but there's not, there's not, um, not everyone feels that way, right? I mean, uh, at least in, mm -hmm. in my industry or our industry here, the green industry, there's there's tons of people that would rather keep all of the knowledge to themselves because, you know, everyone's competition and all this stuff. And they don't think that sharing that stuff to make everyone better to ultimately make the industry better. They don't see it that way. They see it as keep all the information to themselves. It's secret. And, you know, everyone else is the enemy and they want to make as much money as possible and not, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's just that big competition mm -hmm. thing. Do, do you have that issue in the Fenton's industry as well? Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Hey guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, you can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. You know, locally, I really don't have any, we don't have too many competitors. We have two, but they're small. Um, they really don't, they dabble in fencing. Um, but I'd love for those guys to come to approach me and be like, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this or whatever it may be. And, and the other thing is, Naylor, we buy semi loads of material. You know, I could, I could help these guys out and sell to them at a much cheaper price. And I'm their neighbor. Basically I can get them that material, but, um, some of those guys are just stubborn and they don't want to listen. Um, you got that too. And then, yes, there's those other guys that just, um, you know, they're kind of on their high horse. They don't want to share their wealth of knowledge that they have to offer. And some of these guys have a wealth of knowledge to offer and it's not like they're telling the person next door that they're going to come and steal all their business. You know, these people are halfway across the country. Um, you know, I'm in the middle of the country. I have a lot of friends in the Boston area that I um, kind of shoot back and forth with, you know, ideas. I got some guys down in Texas, North Carolina, like they'll never be, you know, what's it going to hurt for me to offer what I have to give to the fence, you know, trade these. Um, most of them are younger guys. Um, uh, what I have learned through the years you know, through pain and suffering, like 
um, it's not going to hurt nothing. But yes, there's there's that negativity. Um, I'm recently been on Facebook, Naylor, and Caleb actually was like, "Dude, you got to stay away from Facebook." I'm like, "Oh man, ah, what's it going to hurt?" I hear there's like thousands and like tens of thousands of fence guys on these these groups, oh, and man. yeah, I quickly quickly learn, man, the negativity is just like, man, like you guys, like we got to build our trade. We're doing the opposite. We're taking steps back. We should be taking steps forward. And those guys that are with the negativity, you know, they're, they're, they're just dogging these new guys that just don't know what they don't know. And they're asking legitimate questions that instantly they jump on them. You're like, no, they're asking questions and you should be able to answer them and it's going to lift their business. You right, know, they're going right. to go from a chuck in the truck to a legitimate business. Right. And you know, you know, so they're, it, it's frustrating, but yes, we absolutely have that too. Man. Yeah. You got those. I don't know what it is about Facebook and the Facebook groups, but it seems to really breed all of the negative people, man. I mean, obviously there's good people in the groups too, but it just seems notorious for people to just jump all over you. As soon as you ask like an innocent, you know, rookie question, you know, beginner questions, like how are you supposed to learn? It's like, you know, I don't know what the mentality is with these people that, that they just don't, they just don't want to help people. And, and, and the opposite of that, they just want to like jump on them and, and, and make them feel stupid for even asking the question. It's like, if you don't help them, then they're just going to end up doing the wrong thing. And that's going to ultimately hurt the industry mm-hmm. if, if you, if there's enough of those people. So, yeah, I mean, one time I, I there's been a couple of people that I've asked um, over the years, not, not social media that it seems like social media, like not Facebook groups, but like, People that have their own podcast or they post things on Instagram regularly, they have a YouTube channel or, or all of those things, you know, um, and posting regularly about things The that group is, is like the, what the community is kind of founded on. And then everyone that follows all of that content, you know, watches, listens and sees and reads all of that content is the community. And those are the people that want to help. Those are the people that want to learn and help others learn and teach and all that. And everyone else on the outside of that bubble that doesn't want to be a part of that, those are the ones that just gravitate to these crazy Facebook groups and, and just go crazy. But so random, like local people and, and stuff over, over the years, I would ask, cause I've never done snow removal more than like snow blowing and shoveling but I've never like plowed or anything like that. Never worried about investing in it because here in Virginia, we just don't get a whole lot of snow. It had to be closer to Northern Virginia and I'm in central Virginia. So there's really not a whole lot of dependable snow. We might get one or two decent snowfalls a year. If that some years we don't get anything, but a, a dusting here and there. Um, so it's, it's, it's not even worth it. Um, unless you have commercial properties and parking lots have to be done, even if it's just like an inch of snow or whatever, or at least put salt down. But over the years I would ask, you know, like, well, you know, for tips, you know, like how, how do you plow or what's the best this or that? And, 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 and the, the response from everyone was always unanimously. It's easy. Just figure it out. No one taught me. No one showed me how to do it. I just did it. I just figured it out. Um, it's not hard. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Wow. You're really helpful. Like, what kind of response yeah, yeah. is that? I don't understand. Like, just because someone didn't help you doesn't mean you can't help somebody else. Just because you're a quick learner and you figured it out real quick, that means that everyone else should also, and they're idiots if they if if they can't. Like, I, I just don't get that mentality. So that's, you know, the, we, the, all those of us on social media... I think that's, that's kind of like part of our purpose, right? To help be 
mm-hmm. that helping hand to help share information and connect people. That's my big thing. I just love connecting people through social media because I definitely don't have all the answers. Um, but I know a lot of other people that have more answers than me about certain things. So I'm all about making those connections through social media. That's what's been really cool. Meeting people locally through social media that I probably never would have ever, you know, might have seen them driving by and not in wave, but never I've been able to be at the same place, same time to talk, but because of social media, you, you, you connect and you, you, you know, coordinate like, Hey, let's meet up for lunch one day and things like that, you know? So it's just really cool. So I, that, I think that's a really big start for you guys, defense industry and, and, um, you know, really starting to get on, on board with podcasting and posting things on social media and, and you're really going to start connecting and, and you, you have your own, uh, expo, you know, type trade show as well. Right. Yep. We have, uh, we have fence tech every, uh, February and, uh, and what, what's crazy Naylor is this last one was down in new Orleans and the year prior they canceled because of the virus. Um, and this year, man, like, uh, there were so, it was my first year ever. Um, but there was just so many first year guys down there. And a lot of it came from like social media, like that's, um, that was like a, a big push for us. I, I, I interviewed a lot of guys down there right on the show floor and I asked them I'm like, yeah, it's our first year, first year. And I'm like, man, this is just awesome. Um, and I, and you know, I don't want to take all the credit for, it, but the, a lot of the guys that are in the social media, the podcast guys, um, Joe with the YouTube uh, live, but we just pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And a lot of guys are making their way down there and it's super exciting um, to kind of watch that grow. And I am super excited for, for this coming year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. So you, so you, you guys have the foundation, you're, you're, you're building it up. So you, you are definitely going to be where, where we are now and, and beyond. So that's for sure. You guys are, are setting yourselves up for success there. So that's, that's really cool, man. I'm excited to see, to see that keep going as well. Um, but so I also wanted to dive into staffing and team building because I know you also made some comments. I don't remember if you made it if you messaged me or if it was just something that you like, like, uh, I don't know, you, you might've said something on a podcast or you said it to me or both or whatever. But I remember last year when I was going through all my staffing issues and just having like, um, a segment on labor and, and, and staffing and team building, whether it was my own trials and tribulations and guests that I was having on like Caleb and, and, uh, Blake with B&B lawn care and, um, Mitchell Gordy with Mitchell's Lawn Care. And, you know, it's different folks with different perspectives, different size businesses, different amount of employees and things like that, just to kind of have as much perspective as possible to help everyone else that might be struggling or looking for some tips and, and all that. I remember at one point, you know, you, you, you had uh, one of my episodes, I was talking about like, are you looking for help, you know, or are you trying to build a team or something like that? So, and I think you had commented on that episode that that was, that you, uh, you know, you, you, you had agreed with some points about that. So I kind of feel like you have that team building mindset versus just having employees. You know, I feel like there's a difference between staff, you know, staffing and team building, like staff is employees and, um, team is a team, you know, like bringing people together and working together for a common goal. And, you know, you, you can have one without the other. You can have a bunch of employees, you can have staffing, you can be fully staffed. Hey, we need eight people. All right, we got eight people, but 
Are they good together? Do they work well together? They, are they, are they a, a good team and so on? So I kind of wanted to dig into that a little bit and see what, how your feelings are on, on that, what I just said, and then kind of go into some of your experiences with that. Absolutely. So what, um, what, what is your, uh, interpretation of, 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 you know, staffing versus team building and, and your whole perspective on that? So in, in the past, something clicked for me and I, it was around that time. I, I think when I, I really kind of found the podcast world and, um, this is the way I look at it. Naylor. We've been in business 38 years, um, on the install side of things, like, I feel that I have a very, very good grasp of things. Um, we, we knock it out of the park daily. I like to think, and there's not a lot that's going to stop me. Um, I've been there, seen it all, just like you, you can, you can look at a yard and say, okay, this is never, I've never done it before, but it's going to take me this long. I'm going to start here. I'm going to finish here. And that, and I can see five obstacles just from the road and I'm the same way in the fence world. So, you know, I've done it for so long. The install side is like, not a concern for me anymore. Um, my concern is like that, that team building the culture. Um, and when that, that like I flipped a switch, I think it was four years ago. Now these years fly by. Um, but when I was, I started listening to that, the podcast and stuff like that. And, um, we found one great employee Taylor and, um, we treat him well. He like, we call it, we, it's like a family here. Um, I'm at these guys' birthday parties. They're at my birthday party. We, when we throw up any type of party, um, everyone's invited. Everybody shows up. Everybody has a great time. It's not that weird. Like, like our Christmas parties used to be this awkward silence because nobody really, I wouldn't say like each other, but like we just, the vibes just weren't there. We're just completely opposite people. Yeah. Um, so we're super just like, ugh, like Christmas party. Like, let's just not do a Christmas party. Um, so, when I flipped that switch and that year, we, I think we had 13 employees, but I found this one great employee and he's, he's still with us today. We haven't lost any of these great ones. Um, and he's our, he's our welder and he works basically part-time, but full-time hours basically. Um, and we just, it just clicked. Everything was great. It's great attitude comes in smiling, always happy, always cleans up after him. The shop looks better when he leaves than when he did when he came in and before he started working. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another, you know, we, you know, that year I went through 13 employees and, you know, you schedule two, hopefully one would show up. That was one of those years. My dad and I worked every single day from March to December, all but five days. And that includes, we worked seven days a week. So we took five days off between March and December. Um, and we just had to, like, it was, there was a time Naylor where it was just me and my dad. Um, and you can't do that. That's just not feasible, um, at a company of our size when we can legitimately run two solid crews for 50 hours a week, week in and week out. Um, so, so that welder, you know, he, he would, you know, would be at whatever function, um, lots of parties and stuff like that. And his friends would always be there and, you know, they'd always talk about work and he just constantly brag about working at river city fence. And, how we are, how we treat them. The pay is good. They have all the tools needed. Nothing's crappy. Nothing's junk. If we need something, I buy it new, whether it's a welder or a truck or a trailer or tools, I don't care if it's going to make us more productive. I, I am it's, you know, enough said, I'm going to get it. I'm going to take care of my guys. Um, we're always looking to get something 
bigger and better to make us more efficient. Um, so that he brought another employee three years ago and that employee, again, now we're now, then the, the ball started rolling Naylor. Now that employee produced the same amount of work as three other employees from the past. Um, and again, same thing. Um, we treated my family. I were at his parties. He's at our parties, whether it's birthday, whatever it may be. Our Christmas party gets a little bit better. It's a, you know, it's, it's more, a little bit more fun, a little bit more laughters. Um, cause we're, you know, the vibes are there where, um, we're similar people. Um, and then he brought another one the next year, another friend. He bragged about working here, love it here. The tools, same thing. And now we're up to three guys. And then we did it again. And, um, now our, our, our culture is just so great. We just click so well. The guys um, make really good money. That obviously helps, but we can only do that because of the production. And our production is high because, again, they're great employees and they're producing two and three times the work as, you know, compared to our previous uh, employees. Um, but these guys are our team. You know, these are, these are family. Our culture is great here. Um, and I am very, very slow to hire Naylor and extremely quick to fire. Um, really haven't had to fire anybody, you know, for the last four years. These wow. guys basically do our hiring now. Like when I say, Hey guys, we need another, we need someone else just like you. Hardworking shows up, great attitude, always laughing, always smiling. You know how we are guys. Like we need one more and, you know, consider it done. Basically Naylor, like they'll wow. find someone. And, and I got two guys right now, I wouldn't say begging to come work for us, but they really, really want to come work for us. And one of them would take a, a, a pay cut. And that's, wow. um, you know, that's a good feeling to have to, that we have people knocking on our door where you hear everywhere else, everywhere from fast food to, to, to factories, to really, you know, land, what landscapers, framers, roofers, whatever they're begging for help. Um, and I got guys knocking on my door. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, man. It's, it seems like that is a common theme whenever I've asked like large companies or, or just, just companies that have several employees over the years, uh, even before things got really crazy, you know, with the pandemic and all that, just in general, it's always a challenge to find and keep good, good folks in this kind of um, work. But the common theme always seemed to be that one good employee, right. Or, or, um, you know, mm -hmm. good employees find other good employees. Like we, everyone always would say that that has a successful team, you know, that, that they're proud of and, and they, they do a good job. They're always like, yeah, I mean, we get our best employees from our best employees. <laughs> like that's just kind of, yeah. they, that's, they just, they all flock together, I guess. And then they find each other mm -hmm. and they refer them and, and there it is. So that's, I think it all starts with, with that first really good employee. Right. And then, then it kind of goes from there. But what, what would you say about the transition? Like, I mean, I've gone through this myself in back in my retail management days in stores when I have to go in and clean up kind of clean house or get it up to snuff and so on and so forth. And then this can obviously apply in, in our businesses now too. It's like, you may have a couple of guys that, or girls, you know, that you, you may not you know, they're not, they're not necessarily A players. Maybe they're B players. Maybe they're A on a good day, but for the m most part, they roll in and, and, and they're a B, right? And, and there's just nothing you can really do about it. Like they're not even really, really just, in, they're not an A player, you know, and, and you want A players and, and you've just kind of kept the B players around because you're, you can't find the A players and they're still getting everything done, but you're still like, 
know that you're missing something. And then you find an A player, and now you're like, this this is kind of awkward because I've got this A player and these B players, and it's just not like the right mix. And like, what 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 would you suggest? Have you been in that situation? What would you suggest to do there? Like, do you just get rid of the B players? Do you, do you see let it all work itself out anyway? Like, are you afraid to lose the A player when they they're like, what the heck? I'm stuck with these B players. What I didn't sign up for this. So with that, I was actually in that exact position probably two years ago. Um, we had my crew, and then I had this other crew. And this other crew, this foreman, um, to be completely honest, he was with us for 30 years. Um, but he was just a, he was a B, a C, B type player. And he wanted nothing more. Um, you, you're not going to get anything more out of him. It doesn't you know, matter if you kick, yell, and scream. It doesn't matter. You get what you get. And we know we got what we got. And, and most of it was, you know, C type work, but I had another, you know, general laborer that we, that was the same way, Naylor and in, in our business. And I know mowing's probably um, different if you only have one crew, but you, this is the biggest piece of advice I've ever learned in my life is you never stick a B player with an A player because that B player will always drag that A team member down to his level. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation with Dan and myself. Uh, We were just getting warmed up. Uh, just starting to get into staffing and talking about team, but I want to respect you guys' time. We we went on for almost an hour, uh, going really into it. Um, so we focused on th- this first episode here. The first part was really getting into uh, Dan's backstory and just kind of talking about the the uh, overlap of both of our industries and how we can help each other and you know how he how uh, he was inspired by, you know, our industry and social media and what we've been doing with our building a community and everything. And he's been wanting to do the same thing for his industry. So, but part, stay tuned for part two on Thursday. Definitely. We are going to dive into uh, staffing and team building. And he's got some really good nuggets. As you heard at the tail end of this episode, we're just starting to get, just starting to dig in. He's got lots of experience, has had lots of employees um, and, Really, just recently, um, you know, as he as he kind of started to allude to, um, only a few years ago, just started building a, a team. Just started really understanding the impact of A players and and what having a good solid team can do. And um, as as he said or says, um, f- flicking the switch, like really, it just it just really like a light bulb moment. Like you turn the corner and, and it's all, it all just started making sense basically. So um, stay tuned for that episode and uh, you, you won't want to miss it. Trust me. Thank you guys for listening to part one. Thank you to the Toro company for sponsoring the LCR media podcast. And until Thursday, this is the lawn care rookie signing off. This has been an LCR media and Mr. Producer production.